0: Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our associate radio preacher, Pastor Tim Butker, and his message, Be an Evangelical Christian. It's so great to have you with us as we turn our hearts towards the Lord and ask Him to minister to us and speak to us through His Word and worship and praise Him in song as we begin together. I. I invite you to come before the Lord in the name of Christ with me and ask him to minister to you and to fill us up and to strengthen us in our faith and our spiritual journeys this side of heaven. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this chance to encourage each other in our faith journeys this side of eternity. We ask that you stir in us by your Spirit. You have said you have given us your Spirit to lead us into the truth, to comfort us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to correct us, to rebuke us, and train us. And so we make ourselves available to you today, to hear from you, to be inspired by you. We come to your table and we sit at your feet. And we ask you to nourish our souls and feed us in a way that only you can. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Come to the table and savor the sight The wine and the bread that was broken And all have been welcome to come if they might Accept as their own these two tokens The bread is his body, the wine is the blood And the one who provides them is true. He freely offers, we freely receive. To accept and believe Him is all we must do. Come to the table and taste of the glory. And savor the sorrow He's dying tomorrow. The hand that is breaking the bread soon will be broken. Two have lied to one is a traitor and one will deny For he's lived his life for them all And for all be crucified Come to the table He's prepared for you The bread of forgiveness The wine of release
0: Our scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 4 verses 40 through 44. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. This was to Jesus. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day the next morning, He departed and went to a lonely place, and the people sought him and came to him. As He would become popular. He spoke as one with authority, and these people were coming after him. So the scripture says the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. And then he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. This is the gospel from Luke chapter 4, verses 40 through 44.
2: Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for,
0: I was recently asked by a church that I've been working with to speak on the topic of being evangelistic, or what does it mean to be evangelical. So I've been doing some work on this topic and studying the scripture on it as well. You know, the religious historian George Marsden once quipped that in the 1950s and 1960s, an evangelical Christian was anyone who likes Billy Graham. But when Billy Graham was asked to define the term in the 1980s, he replied, actually, that's a question I'd like to ask somebody, too. You know, the word evangelical pops up in American media to describe everything from megachurches to voting blocks. And one author writes, the disparate nature of evangelicalism makes its members difficult to define. They don't have a single authority, this group, called evangelicals. They don't have a single authority like the Roman Catholic Pope or the Mormon First Presidency. So you can't just phone a central office and ask for an official definition. This definition of evangelistic is a span ranging from denominations and churches and organizations and stuff. It's an it's a large umbrella. There's no single membership statement to delineate an evangelical As a result, individual observers are left to decide how to define what makes something evangelical itself. To people, political pollsters, it's a sociological term, a voting block. To a pastor, it's a denominational doctrinal term. To the politician, it's a synonymous word often for a a white Christian Republican. (laughs) Might I suggest that there is more to this word evangelistic or what does it mean to be evangelical than these kind of categories. What is the evangelical? The term itself comes from the Greek word evangelium meaning and, and the root here is good news. Also the same word meaning good news is gospel in English. The evangelical focus of an evangelical people, is on the good news of Jesus. It's not necessarily political in nature. It's not some man-made structural organization. It's a description of characteristics of a group of people, bearers of the good news. The evangelical focus is on the good news of the salvation brought to people, all people, as sinners through the gift, the sacrificial gift of Jesus Christ. Evangelicalism is currently a wide-reaching definition canopy that covers a diverse number of Protestant traditions, denominations, organizations, churches around the world. And if you look to the Evangelical Association of America, you'll see there's primarily four characteristics that, that align in people who call themselves evangelicals. They, they believe the Bible to be the inerrant, inspired, the authoritative word of God. and it, It's a belief that this is God's gift to us, the scriptures. That Jesus is the central gift of the scriptures, the central revelation of the scriptures. He is the one who was sent to do the redemptive work of God. He is the good news that we are given and that God calls us in the scriptures to be carriers or bearers of this good news, sharers of this good news. This is why you might see that some author said that most people Think of anyone who, like Billy Graham, is an evangelical. He was a carrier of the good news of Jesus. So they believe in the scriptures. They see the central message of the scriptures is the revelation of Jesus, and they carry the good news of what Christ has accomplished for us, did accomplish for us on the cross and why he came. And then they believe there's a need for people, as they hear the good news, to respond in faith and something supernatural happens. And then they're born again, uh, born into the family of God, a spiritual rebirth. So those characteristics, Bible believing, the centrality of Christ as the good news, the revelation of God, the one come to save us, is the news we carry. And as that news is presented, people need to respond and place their faith in Christ, receive the gift of Christ, and it's applied to them, and they're born again into the family of God. Some say... The Evangelical Church then traces all the way back to the Reformation when Martin Luther first used used the term Evangelical Church. And he used this term to describe his breakaway movement from the Catholic Church. He mostly wanted to reform it initially but then had to break away because of the doctrinal differences, and this breakaway movement was called the Evangelical Church, and it it was a movement to attempt to recapture authentic Christianity as revealed by Jesus in the Gospels, in the Scripture, and the apostles there found in the New Testament and the authority of Scripture as the guiding principle for what Christianity is all about. But I want to suggest to you today that the word evangelical is something descriptive of even Jesus himself. In our text for today, we read Luke chapter 4, that Jesus withdrew to a lonely place. He went out to a solitary place early in the morning. He had become very popular and very famous, and many were following him all the time. And oftentimes, the scripture says he withdrew. But this morning as well, the people were looking for him. When they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. They were pawing at him and he wanted them to stay with them and coddle them some more. But he said to them, now here's evangelical, bearers of the good news is what it means. Good news being carried and shared. He said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other cities and towns also. This is Why I was sent. And the scripture says he kept on preaching in the synagogues all over Judea. He was being evangelical. He was carrying the good news of the kingdom of God, that a relationship with God was now open and going to be opened, especially after he would spend time on the cross for the atonement for human sin, and we could now have peace with God through him, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that good news opened up a whole new covenant with God where you and I could walk in fellowship and harmony with him. This good news, this evangelical good news, Jesus modeled for it as an invitational offering that you and I are called to carry to people. Listen to how Jesus used invitational language in the carrying of the good news, the centrality of him, as the fulfillment of all that human beings long for. Come and follow me, said Matthew 4.19. His first invitational words to his disciples, come and follow me. I'll give you purpose for your life. I'll make you fishers of men, some deep transcendent meeting for all eternity in what you do here. Come and follow me. And then the invitations get deeper and deeper and deeper into the good news. In Matthew 11, he says, come to me. Don't just follow me, but come to me. Get to know me. Come if you're weary and burdened and heavy laden. I'll give you rest, learn from me, take my yoke upon you, for I'm gentle and humble of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. So the invitation to the good news of Jesus is to follow him, to come learn from him, and take his yoke upon us, and come right to him personally. And then, of course, we see it goes even deeper. On the last and greatest day of the festival in the temple at this time, John tells us, Jesus stood And he said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Here he's inviting us to partake of him. And, of course, John says he's referencing his spirit that our, our soul longs for more than this world can satisfy, but he gives his spirit to us and we can taste of what our heart longs for, the transcendent, the eternal, the presence of God by his spirit. And he was preparing them for the sending of his spirit. And of course, we're living in those days where we can abide with his spirit and be inspired and led and filled by his spirit. And so come to me and drink. And then of course, even a little later in John 21, he said to them, come and dine, come and dine, come to me and dine. We would literally feast on the Lord, that, that his word, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you see this, it's, it's an invitation for people to come experiencing the transforming power of Jesus. Evangelicalism is sharing this news with the world because we've come to taste and see it ourselves, and we can't not share it. But, of course, we live in a world that argues over whether this is true or not, but once you've experienced it, friends, you know it. And then this category of evangelistic What does it mean to be an evangelical, to believe the Bible has revealed this to us about Jesus? We come and experience it ourselves. We know this good news. It transforms us. We stand forgiven and cleansed, and we want to share this good news with others and call them to respond to the invitation as well and become a part of his eternal family, become children of the Most High God. We see this story about this whole process in Luke chapter 14 when Jesus is discussing the good news of the kingdom of God with a certain individual and the individual asks him a question and it says Jesus replied with this story it says a certain man now this man representing God was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests to come to the banquet. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant, here it is, an evangelical person sharing the good news of this banquet. He sent his servant to tell those who'd been invited, come, everything is now ready, invitational. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field. I must go and see it. Please excuse me, distracted by the cares of this world. Another said, I just bought five yoke of oxen. I'm on my way to try them out please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married. I can't come. And so the servant, this evangelical servant, this one who was carrying the good news of the banquet, came back and reported to his master. And the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant. Now here, here listen to this. Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame, the people who who know they might need this. Go invite them into the streets and the alleys. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out into the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. Here, friends, we see the heart of an evangelistic God. He's given us his message. He's entrusted his message to us, and he sends us out. He encourages us to go. You know, the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all I've commanded you, Matthew 28, baptizing them in the name of the Father. It's a symbol of being born again, washed clean into the family of God. Friends, an evangelical Christian. An evangelistic person is a biblical person, a person who knows Christ eventually as they grow in Christ should want to share Christ as they're drawing near to him, getting to know him, learning to even, as the scripture says, drink from his spirit and eat at his banquet table. Then you become an evangelistic Christian. Friends, this is not just the Billy Grahams of the world. But this is for all of us. The scripture clearly says that you and I, and when we come into the family of God, it's as if he makes us his ambassadors, as though he is making his appeal through us to a lost world. And we're to beckon that world, please be reconciled to God, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And we carry this news, friends. It's our responsibility to share this news. We are evangelistic. We are to be evangelical. And this doesn't mean you have to be a truly anointed evangelist. Listen, everyone, everyone can share the news of Jesus. If they've experienced the good news, they can pass it on. Always be prepared, the scripture says, to give a reason for the the hope that is within you. 1 Peter chapter 3, don't fear, don't be frightened, but in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give a reason for the hope you have. Do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so they can't talk maliciously against you. Friends, to be an evangelical is to have been captivated by the goodness of Jesus, and to know that you carry this news, this eternal news of the forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life, to carry it in our hearts, and then to want to share it with others as God gives us opportunity, even pray for opportunity to share it with others, and then invite them to respond to the gift of Jesus. Do you have a way of doing this? I want to tell you, I just met a 82-year-old man who became a Christian when he was 12. He lived his whole life not sharing his faith. But when he was 79 years old, the Lord spoke to him and said, it's time for you to start sharing about me with others. And he devised a little way to share on his phone, and he uses pictures to share about a person who was converted by his hero, Jesus And he does it, and at 82 years old, he shared with over 500 individuals in his lifetime. He's responding to God's call in the scriptures to always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within him. And friends, I can tell you that as we do this, not only do we grow, but others are blessed. Because Jesus has said, when I'm lifted up, which means even mentioned, Jesus, he will draw people to himself. We plant seeds, we water seeds of the message of the good news. And then in his own timing, in his own way, God causes them to grow. Are you being evangelistic yourself? It's actually the way Jesus operated, as a carrier of the great news of the kingdom of God. And you and I are to be evangelical in nature. I want to challenge you today, like this gentleman I have recently met. If you don't have a way of sharing your faith, can I tell you to step out and begin to learn and take some risks at it and share what you believe and just see what God does in your heart and in the heart of those who hear you. There was a prayer in Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. that says this, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you may have a full understanding of everything we have in Christ. Perhaps it's true that unless we start to share our faith, we'll never experience a full understanding, the fullness of all that God has for us in Christ. Let's be evangelical, friends. Let's be evangelical, carriers and sharers of the good news of Jesus, inviting others to respond. Heavenly Father, thank you for this chance to gather together and open your word. Thank you for Jesus staying on course with his mission of sharing the good news and inviting us to join him now in our time in history to be your ambassadors, his ambassadors, as if we're holding out the word of life to the world. Stir in us each, as we hear this, a unique way to share our faith with others so they may be blessed and we may continue to grow on into maturity. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Come to the table and see in his eyes the love that the Father has spoken. And know you are welcome, whatever your crime, though every commandment you've broken. For he's come to love you and not to condemn, and he offers a pardon. If you'll come to the table, you'll feel in your heart the greatest forgiveness, the greatest release. Come to the table and taste of the glory and savor the sorrow. He's dying tomorrow. The hand that is breaking the bread soon will be broken. And here at the table, that those who have loved him